reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still burns. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And I'm just trying to be like my hero, Eli. Um, we got our mailbag. Some really good questions in mailbag. I mean, I think this mailbag is, is going to be very uh, substance-filled. Justin, how are you? That's a word. I think the word you were looking it's for is... Sustenance, not substance. Sustenance. I, I don't even know. Sustenance. Uh, what do you think uh, about Eli double-birding on TV? I, that and, was hilarious. And then then me. Um, I think we're going to get demonetized to right off the bank. That's my take. Um, I find it to be the most Eli Manning thing that he did not know that that was inappropriate for television. <laughs> Come on, Eli. How could you? I mean, it was it was great TV. Like, but how could you not know? That and they like, probably told him like, "You have to apologize." Like, you you that was not cool. And he was like, "Well." A nine-year-old gave it to me in the city of Philadelphia, so that's why I thought it was okay. <laughs> you could tell that Peyton and, and Chris Long were just, like, having the time of their life when Eli was apologizing. Like, like yeah, oh you, you can't double-bird the TV. And also, something about you. You're showing some skin. you got a tank top on right now, which you live in Florida. Don't know why I haven't seen you wear tank tops in the past. This is what the world needs and the Talking Giants community needs right now. We, we we need to see some Bobby Skinner skin. I'm so happy you're doing this. Well, I, I don't know. I just, I took, usually it's like either first thing in the morning or late at night, like right before your court shower. I took a midday shower today. And you know what? I'm not even going to share why. Um, maybe we'll tell Patreon afterwards. And speaking of Patreon, I'd love okay. to double bird all of them. New Patreon members we have Aaron Harrigan, Harrigan, Tyler Troutman, me and my grandpa, we used to go fishing for trout. He he loved trout, and he's dead now. Oh, uh, Aiden Murnane, Murnane. We got Blair Stewart. He is a steward of men. Uh, Nikki Baselli. I mean, that dude's Italian as all can be. Alan Goldstein. Yep, that's a name. Brandon Slaughter. That may not be a name. They, they this has been Slaughter. James Conrad with a K. We got Jack Lombardo, who unfortunately is related to Matt Lombardo. Mm, uh, sorry about your family, Jack. Billy Lyons, he don't be lying. And we have Justin Pennis as our. Uh, who are these people, Justin? I Justin I don't Penis. think it's Pennis. I think it's actually it's just Penis. It's if I saw the name correctly, don't say, don't say mean don't say nasty words on on live TV. You gave us double bird to start off the show. So if you want to see Bobby Skinner's shoulders. And wearing a tank top. You better go to patreon.com slash talking giants. And for $2 a month and some other tiers you want to support too, you get to hang out with us while we record the shows live. Um, you get to possibly win some talking giant shirts off the talking giant store. However, by the time the end of the year comes, um, we may have to take down some of those shirts and burn some of these shirts. I mean, hog mollies. What? What? Don't get that shirt. Get the Eli shirts. Patreon.com slash talking giants. Come a patron. Great community. Thank you to our patrons. All right. Um, everything we want to talk about is kind of in the mailbag. So take it away, Steve from Blues Clues. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, thanks, Steve from Blues Clues. Justin, let's get into the mail. First question is coming from Patrick Castro at Ecuadorian04. Would promoting Freddie Kitchens to offensive coordinator improve our offense enough for us to start winning games? And then also, paired with that, A.J. Austin, 
at Starvin underscore art. Hypothetically, if Garrett gets the boot in the next few weeks, who do you think takes over play calling? Is it automatically Freddie Kitchens? So it would be Freddie. I mean, that would only make sense. You know, Russ Callaway is a quality control guy. He's the only new guy who could maybe be in there. Rob Sale was an offensive coordinator um, at at, uh, at uh, University of Louisiana, but he wasn't calling the plays. But it'd be Kitchens. Well, Shuplinski was. It would be Kitchens. You know, Kitchens is kind of yeah. like in the assistant offensive coordinator role. So it would be Kitchens, and I think it would truly make the offense better. And, and one reason is Jason Garrett runs the worst offense in the entire NFL. But I've I've pointed back to this when Freddie Kitchens was the play caller for a game. Same playbook as Jason Garrett, but just he's calling the plays now. Jason Garrett's not versus the Cleveland Browns with a backup QB and Colt McCoy. You know, I chart my uh, routes, plays with that have routes of two 15-plus yards and plays yep. that have one or less. Deep concepts versus short concepts. Not the most perfect thing, but it's a good it's a good tell of your offense. With Colt McCoy, the deep concepts, 11 for 15, 128 yards, 8.5 yards per attempt. That is the second most deep concepts under in the Jason Garrett era, only to Washington week two and then Baltimore week, uh, week 16. Those are the only two times, and those were by one attempt. And that was with Colt McCoy on Sunday Night Football um, and on the shorter concept, 8 for 16. So in that in that game, they moved the ball well yeah. with Colt McCoy, their QB. They couldn't finish, but they got the ball downfield. They got into opposing territory four, on the first four drives of the game. They only had six. You know, They got into the red zone uh, on the first three drives. They just couldn't convert. Like that is where, you know, not having the players can can matter, and you know, obviously, Joe Judge went for it on two fourth downs, the fake field goal, and then a, a fourth and two run that they didn't get with Wayne Gallman. So it absolutely would get make it better. Here is my big butt, though, Justin. We're zero three, and that's why this should have happened on January fourth. Yep, that's why bringing this guy back was a huge mistake because these first three games were super important to win some games you know be two and one or whatever it was it, it, these were big games the schedule gets really tough going forward here so making the change it would help but you're not learn. you know you're not learning a new system you're just dealing with a new play caller but there would be differences and there you know it would just it would be a mess now it would be better but it wouldn't be as fluent as they just did on january 4th so i i, I want them to do it but I don't think it, it changes the trajectory of the season too much because we play we play some really really good teams going forward. Yeah. So maybe the, it adds a win or two, but I don't think it puts us in the playoffs. Whereas if if they made some type of change at, the, at January fourth, and I'm not even saying Freddie Kitchens would be a great OC. Like Freddie Kitchens would have not have been the top of my OC list. No, um, but it's 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 kind of too late to matter that much, and it's frustrating. Yep, I made a video early mid-December of 2020 and now we were talking about this Jason Garrett problem probably since this time last year like it's it it was around this time last year where we're looking at ourselves and we're like you know this isn't this isn't who Daniel Jones is and you know they're not scoring points and they're not moving the ball at all and they're not creating explosive plays and so that's it's around this time last year that we were one of the ones to start asking questions about Jason Garrett when not a lot of other people were, you know, it was just the line, the line, Andrew Thomas, Daniel Jones, turnovers, blah, 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 blah. And the same boring talking points that I think now everybody realizes are, are kind of bad, but I made a video in December and I said, and I asked, does the number one wide receiver really fix the issues of this offense? And at the time it was Allen Robinson. Does a guy like Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay, we did actually sign him. Does a guy like Kenny Galladay fix the issues of this offense? And no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't fix yards after the catch. You know, the only thing that Kenny Galladay realistically fixed is the ability to create explosive plays. And the way that you create explosive plays with Kenny Galladay is contested catches. And they haven't even done that. They haven't even given Kenny Galladay an opportunity. Bobby, what was the, you tweeted this out today about how many times they've given Kenny Galladay like, a deep concept and a deep opportunity to catch the ball. What has it been three times this year in three games? Three, three times. And one was a fourth and 10 red zone uh, garbage time versus Denver. You know, so the, the, the personnel, which we were preached and that was the excuse last year it was the excuse amongst the fan base. And I think it was the excuse amongst the management management and coaching. We didn't have the personnel. We didn't have the personnel in the office over the off season. They got the personnel 
their left tackle got better and it's helped the quarterback and now management and coaching they look inept because they improved so much of the skill position spot they got a Saquon Barkley back and they look inept because if anything it's gotten worse and record wise it's not even better and Daniel Jones looks like a, a like a lot better of a QB you know like continuity does help you know, like, you know, that was really the only thing that we could say that was good for keep it bringing back air is continuity. But like, that's not a reason to bring someone back. Well, I went through, you, <laughs> you know, so like it's it's yeah. So like Jones has looked better. And part of that is being in, in the same system. But it's like, OK, he looks better and they're still not scoring points, which was right. always our issue. You know, it's like, well, we're lowest in yak because these routes, they don't play off of each other. You know, they don't give you any separation. You know, Sterling Shepard shouldn't be leading the league in contested catches and be have horrible separation numbers. That doesn't make – that should be questioned. And, you know, I, I think the most hope we had for Jason Garrett was not after free agency because at the free agency they signed Kyle Rudolph, Kenny Galladay, and we're kind of like, okay, you know – we still don't believe in Jason Garrett, but better players will make the offense better. When they drafted Kadarius Tony, we're like, "Oh, this signals change because Kadarius Tony might be the ex- the worst fit in the entire NFL draft for the Jason Garrett offense." You know, so we're like, "This signals change. They're going to use this guy," and now they didn't make any changes, and that's why when Colin Johnson comes in and plays ten less reps than Kadarius Tony. He has five more targets or four more targets. You know, Colin Johnson didn't spend camp with this team. He wasn't even active the first two games. Yeah. That's why. Because Kadarius Tony is a horrible fit in this offense. He's like, the way they're running it, I wouldn't have thrown the ball to him if I was Daniel Jones either. And one was the, the design screen, the the, um, the 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 in route that he converted on third down, and then the um, that curl, which was Daniel Jones' worst throw of the game. Not That wasn't Kadarius Tony's fault, but uh, it was Jones' worst throw of the game. He is the worst possible fit for this offense. There's wide receivers that I liked less than Kadarius Tony, who I'd been like, I'd rather have him in this offense than Kadarius Tony. You know, like I'd rather have Dwayne Eskridge in this offense than yeah. Kadarius Tony. But I'm not even going to put that on Kadarius Tony, though. Like, no, I'm, it's not Tony's fault. It's, it's they, not. Kado- Tony should be used differently. And they're just like, nope, here you go. You just line up and play wide receiver. And it's like, well, we always knew he wasn't a, like, he wasn't a De'Ami Brown, Terrace Marshall Rashad Bateman just line up and play wide receiver or Elijah Moore. Yeah. He was never that. So it's like, why are why are you using him like that? Yeah. So That's why he's not getting reps is because he doesn't fit in this offense. He's not yeah. a good fit in this offense. Yeah, but it's so simple to do the things that they did with him on the it was back to back plays. It was back to back plays where you got a little bit of slimmer of separation in the in the middle of the field in the intermediate part of the field, and Kadarius Tony breaks the tackle on third down. He willed yards after the catch, and he moved the chains. And then the next play, you do like Daniel Jones rolls out, throws a screen to the opposite side of the field, and you know it wasn't like a great play. <laughs> I find that no matter what quarterback we have, whether it's Eli Jones or whoever, screen plays take so much longer to set up when we're the Giants compared to other teams around the National Football League. But still, Kadarius Tony got seven yards on a first down, and I've been saying it all year. Like that's like an extension of the running game. That that's how Kadarius Tony should be used. And the fact that we don't have a running game, and then we don't do that, we'll do it once a game, and we'll be like, eh, we're good. You know, Kadarius Tony makes a nice four or five yard play on first down when Saquon Barkley averages three yards per carry on first down. It's like I know we're good. We'll just continue to do that, and you know, not do anything running the ball, and we'll just we'll just ignore this great talented player who can do great things with the ball in his hands after the catch. So we'll just ignore that. Um, so again, the, so again, to come back and then we'll move on to the next question. Cause we have more offensive questions. Well, well back to that question is why when in the off season, when people are like, well, Jason Garrett have a short leash, you know, if, if they'll fire him, if, if well, it this is the short good. leash, you're on three. Yeah. And, and it was like, <laughs> one, I don't agree with you. I think you're wrong. But two, it's like, that is so stupid. Why would you bring someone back who you have? a Like, I mean, it made me want to shoot myself every time. someone like, well, so you're saying that if the season's over, we'll fire him. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And Daniel Jones, third year. Great. That's just fantastic. All right, next questions. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to end it off in saying that the time to have the conversation was January, which we did. All right, so next question is coming from Eric Vescuso. Got a couple questions here. So we heard Judge... Oh, can I, can I say this for the mailbag? A disclaimer? 
from now on, we are only answering mailbag questions that are replies to the tweets. I know you don't all have Twitter, but you can create a Twitter account and have just follow Talking Giants and reply because it's so hard for us to go to the Patreon messages, Instagram messages, DMs. If if not, because I I'm trying, you know. It's early on the season, but and, and we got rid of our voicemail line, and Eric's been calling voicemails. You know, Eric in <laughs> Naples, like Eric's our guy, so I did make an exception for him. Mailbag questions have to be replied to the Twitter because it's Tuesday is literally our busy Tuesday Monday is like I have no time to like be checking yeah, no. up on things, and I just need that two hours of prep beforehand to put everything together, and I can't be chasing down mailbag questions. Yeah, Bobby's got old line report. Bobby's got film review, and then I'm you know putting together stuff and graphics for the stats report. So yeah, so. Make a Twitter, support us. That's where we put most of our stuff anyway. It's going to help you more than it's going to help us. Yeah, the best place to follow us is Twitter anyway. Yeah, really is. Because even some of the stuff that we don't even get to on the podcast, it goes on our Twitters. So, we heard from Judge, and this is from Eric. We heard from Judge that he isn't taking play calling away from Garrett. Do you guys actually think he believes in Garrett, or is he powerless in this situation? And then also we have Ben Butler asked. I think it was mentioned at the start of the season about, but how worried... Should we be that Judge has an influence over the offense, and that's the reason we haven't seen any changes yet? And then lastly, AJ Indovina. I don't see a scenario in which we can fire the GM and OC, but keep a head coach that all have the same conservative old school mentality. I like Judge and think all three and think of the three, he is the most likely to change his approach. Do you guys see a real, realistic scenario where Judge stays and Dave Gettleman and Jason Garrett go? So here's the bottom line. Uh Joe Judge. Is he powerless in kind of dealing with Jason Garrett? Do we think he sides with that conservative mindset? And do we see a scenario where Judge stays and Dave Gettleman and Jason Garrett go? Those two so questions. Basically, how much does Judge tie into Jason Garrett, which has been which has been the toughest question these first 19 games of the Joe Judge era? Because it'd be one thing if they brought in, you know, a judge, you know, like so, someone that like, okay, Judge hired that guy. But because it's Garrett, because there was only two – there's only one other person that they were rumored to interview, and that was Brian Dabble, and that and that got denied, you know? So Jason Garrett was the only one that was, like, reported that he in- interviewed. Now, it could have been others, but obviously everyone has their talking points that it was Mara. Um, and Joe Judge was asked, and Zach Rosenblatt asked him a good question on, on Monday's presser, of, like, what, wh- why do you think Jason Garrett's doing a good job and is, and is, like, the man for the job, you know? Basically, he was like, well, tell us why you like Jason Garrett. And he didn't. He didn't answer that. No, you know? he didn't. He just said, we're going to get better and we're not going to make any, um, I, I wrote, radical changes. Like, that's not, and I, I even asked Zach, I was like, what was his tone? Because I didn't put it on YouTube. And he's like, it was not, it was just not an endorsement of Jason Garrett. Like, he totally ignored, ignored that. So that kind of gets you back on there, like, like, where does Joe Judge? And I, Joe Judge, I know you listen, or I think you listen. Um, <laughs> Please just tell me, tell me. I want to know so bad what Joe Judge thinks of him because I want to, I want to, no pun intended, but I want to judge Joe Judge on the offense. But here's where we're at. I I am blaming Joe Judge for the offense. Going yeah, we're we're being given no choice. You know, yeah. like the coaches pick their coaches. You know, I maybe Mara has ruined it, but at the until John Mara comes out and says like we did this, we did the same conversation with Gettleman and and you know 2018 and stuff. Until John Mara comes out and says that like we we really influenced him to hire Jason Garrett and we didn't and we didn't let him fire Jason Garrett. Uh, you know, until he says that, I have to assume that Joe Judge made the decision to bring back Jason Garrett. Coaches make the decisions on their coaches. So I am blaming Joe Judge for this offensive approach, you know, and it's not like he's, you know, we talk about punts and fourth downs and stuff. And he's like, well, he, he, he is very conservative in that approach, like, like unbelievably conservative. So there's definitely a bunch of things I like about Joe Judge. And obviously people are going to start making jokes about him and stuff and, like, there's a lot I do like about Joe Judge, and I don't think when, like, I'm not, like, I'm not going like, oh, he's lying, he's fake, he's fake. But at the same time, I am going to give him blame for this offense going forward. Because until a change is made, I, I, I there's, we are left with no other choice but to give him just as much blame as Jason Garrett. Yeah, more than anything, more than anything that he says, and really even more than, more than the fourth down decisions. Uh, more, more than anything, you know, that is the thing that Joe Judge does deserve blame for. It is keeping this guy around, and what we don't know, and you know, like you, like you literally just said, and I'm going to repeat the same thing. We we are being given no choice but to believe 
that this is what he is choosing to do. Coming into the season, there was always like there there is all this evidence that Judge and Graham are close. I mean, you know, from the time in New England, like there's been stories written about it. You like the shake and bake thing from you know, them be, being Patrick Graham being the only coach to go down to them with the senior bowl, Patrick Graham being named the assistant head coach. Remember like last offseason, people were like Jason Garrett, you know, he's like, he, he can, like, he's kind of like that head coach junior there. It's like, well, if, no, uh, they, if, jo- if Joe Judge ever gets COVID, then yeah, Garrett so, can take over. It's like, no. It was an insane tweet. It's like, <laughs> well, no, they have an assistant head coach and his name is Patrick Graham, you know, and this is when we didn't know much, very much about Patrick Graham. And Patrick Graham kind of lives by what Joe Judge says. You know, like Joe, like Patrick Graham makes changes. He tries new things. He tries to adjust, you know, and I'm very proud of the way the game that Patrick Graham called uh, this past week. Um, like he made adjustments. He took chances by benching Darnay Holmes for Rodarius Williams because they want to play more man coverage. They talk about want to play man. They really couldn't play man with Darnay. It's something we talked about in his PPP. It's his weakness, um, which is a bad weakness to have at quarterback. But anyways, um, and then with Garrett, it's like there's all this evidence that they aren't linked. You know, from yeah. the Colombo situation to they don't have any, you know, past history with each other. And the fact that judges are kind of like never said anything nice about Jason Garrett. Like never. Like I, I, if if he did, I would remember it because I would it would stick out in my mind. But there has never been a presser where I've I've heard Joe Judge talk about Jason Garrett like glowingly. Obviously, no. you know he's said good things about him, but like you know you can tell when someone's being real or not, and that exact question kind of says it. So, but at the same time, it's like it's enough. I'm going to judge Joe Judge on the offense going forward. Yep, you said it on Monday show too. You can you can get some brownie points back in our book. If you get rid of this guy early, early in the season, um, but you know the more games pass and the more games where the Giants are still below average and bottom quarter in the National Football League and scoring points and points per drive, the the more time passes and it's still status quo. Even if they're moving the ball well, right? Which that was my whole thing week one and week two. I'm like, you know, the Giants they're moving the ball well, and then week two they did score 29 points. At the end of the day, you know, the the simplest of stats you can evaluate teams with is our offensive scoring points and our defense not in our in our defenses, you know, allowing too many points. That's like the simplest of numbers you can get. And Giants certainly aren't scoring enough points. So there you go. All right, All Justin, right. read the ad. Oh, read the ad. Read the ad. We got to talk about DraftKings. Week three of football is in the books, and it's time to review the tape. We're doing it. We're not happy with what we're seeing. Get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers 100 and $50 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week four game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, don't worry. DraftKings still has huge cash, pri- cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit, I also want to make clear on our Pick'em episodes, like the picks that I'm most confident in, because I was very confident about Vikings plus two, and they won. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to receive $150 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting bar- partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years old or New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling prompt. Call 100Gambler or Indiana 109 with it. Ta. Next question. Next Chris question. Mickle. What do you think about Isaiah Wilson with the sale and Andrew Thomas connections? We love our Georgia Bulldogs. So we're going to turn this into just a state of the offensive line question. Sure. Because there's like five different things to talk about. What do you want to st- should we start about Ben Bredesen hurting his hand, according to Jordan Renan? Yes, we'll, we'll we'll start off there. How do you feel about that? I just Sucks. think it's funny that Andrew Thomas is going to have his fourth left guard in four games with Shane Lemieux, Nick Gates, and then Ben Bredesen, and now whoever, whoever is next. Yeah. Who, um, is, who is next? I don't know. You know, they they signed Wes Martin, who started 10 games for Washington, but wasn't very good. You know, I think oh his God. last game he gave up four sacks to Aaron Donald. So if there's anyone you gave up four sacks to where you're like, eh, maybe it wasn't too bad. He's not too bad. It's Aaron Donald. But still, I mean, he was on the Washington practice squad, and their offensive line's not very good. But he's brand new. I, I You would think it's Matt Skura 
do they even think they move Billy Price to left guard and put Matt Skur at center because Billy Price is stronger and can move guys better in the run game yeah, and I, Matt Skur is better in the pass pro? Like I was I, thinking Price is more of the athlete, so you wouldn't want to have Price at guard and then Skura is just kind of steady. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like they might have made that move anyways because Ben Bredesen has not been good. No. Um, and he was never – I was never expecting to be a good run blocker that in the was past huge, game. He's been, and he's that was been a had huge issues. sack he allowed. Oh, my God, that was a huge – that was a that was a bad sack. I mean, that could have been – that drive, they were they were driving, and that, and that could be the difference between seven points, and that was a bad sack Bredesen allowed. Yeah. There's also Forrest Lamp. Um, apparently, he wasn't being side because he wasn't getting vaccinated, but then he got vaccinated, so he started 16 games for the Chargers. Now, I'm not going to watch his film until the Giants sign him. I just don't – I'm not putting any effort into that and am not signing him. Um, so that could be an option. I don't know. Like, <laughs> my bet right now would be there's a Skura price combination on Sunday. And I'm going to say – Price at left guard, Skur at center. Yeah, I mean it's it's Wednesday. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, I I don't think Martin's gonna come up and start right away. Uh, I mean, if 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 that happens and if that's the plan, it's good luck. Um, <laughs> good, Andrew good Thomas, luck. my man. Uh, um, no, Dan Daniel Jones, not even Andrew Thomas. It's just like, oh my god, Daniel Jones, dude, what, what are we doing to you? Um, and a lot of it's been bad luck. It, it's it's DJ's funny that pocket manipulation has been really a nice thing. To oh, see, it's been though. it's been awesome. It, it has been really awesome. Um, but it's funny how if there's one position group that we are that we were thinnest at heading into the year was offensive line, where you know you talk that your whole talking point is that the starting five and the depth and the backup there's not a lot of space in between them in between them in terms of talent level, and now we're very because of bad luck and because of injuries we're scraping at bottom of the barrel practice squad of other teams and these guys are literally going to come in here to start which is bizarre um all right so yeah so that's that's the guard situation we don't know when it's to be determined we'll hopefully we figure we have it figured out by friday show now we'll go to right tackle with isaiah wilson former georgia bulldog he was the right tackle when andrew thomas was the left tackle at georgia he was drafted in the second round to the titans but he was first a bad round, end of the first like 29th overall all right, I think we lowdown. talked about him in our draft preview. If you want to go back to our 2020 OT draft preview, yeah, I liked him. Now he was somebody who I was like, I think he needs some work, but he can move dudes in the run game. And I actually, when I did my 2020 mock draft, I mocked him to the Titans because they lost Jack Conklin, and I was like, it's kind of a perfect fit, you know, where he's this run blocker, he has some issues in the pass game uh, that he needs to clean up. I got a, a perfect, a perfect swap there. But man, he's he has went off the rails as as a. I mean, you know, got a DUI, you know, just party, party, party. At the end of the day, though, I am someone who believes in second, third, fourth, and fifth and a millionth chances. Give guys chances. So if he's kind of cleaned up his act and wants to work, yeah, it would be a why not. And I think I do think it's going to happen. By the way, so I am kind of assuming it does happen, and we can talk about to, it for, as for such. the Giants. Yeah, but on the practice squad to start. Okay. Um. Now, now, so if he comes in and he's good, then yeah, I mean, right tackle is a big weakness. Um, yeah, I was gonna be like, let's be clear, we're talking about right tackle here, not converting to guard. I would not be against that, even though he's really big for a guard. But I would, he would, he would, his frame would fit better at guard than Matt Parrott or Nate Solders would, basically, though. Yeah. Um, and it might be his like that. I could see that working. Like I can honestly see it, like as an Eric Flowers situation, you know, where it's like, you know. He's he's athletic enough, but he doesn't need to be perfect the way he is. You need to be a tackle. So I would I would love to take a shot on that, and it would be zero risk. You know, it's like okay, if he's not doesn't have his act straight, you just cut him the way the Miami Dolphins did. Yeah, you know, they cut him after like two days or whatever. So if he wants, listen, young people people change. You know, uh, especially especially when they're at that age. You know, and and yep. being a first round pick and not having a team wanting to sign you can. That can be the wake-up call you need. So yeah. if he's got his act together, yeah, I would love that. Um, and there's a connection. Rob Sale recruited him at Georgia when he was there. And Rob Sale, we've been kind of pretty pleased with what he's done so far as, a, as an O-line coach. So, yeah, um, I, I would love that. Here's also what I'll say is can we start Matt Pitt over Nate Solder? Nate Solder sucks. He's not physically ready. He has mental mistakes that are, like, huge. Like, two like two just totally, like, un, unacceptable mental mistakes. Like, Andrew Thomas had that mental mistake, like, once his rookie year, and we lost it on him. Nate Solder shouldn't be having those, and he's just – he is he is bad physically. He's he's a, He is a huge weakness in the run game, 
And as a pass blocker, he gets beat all the time. And he gets beat ugly, too. So it's like, I'm just so done with Nate Solder. Like, please, collect your check. Sit on the bench. You're not a leader. Like, just let Matt Parrott play. Like, he, the only way Matt Parrott will get better is by playing. Offensive linemen aren't going to get better in NFL practices in season. Let Matt Parrott play. Clearly, Nate Solder's weaknesses haven't been... I'm talking pass protection here. Pass protection. Obviously, the run game's been bad, so let's put it on that. And NFL teams like to run to the right side more than the left side anyway, so we're... Even when they run to the left, though, he screws it up. Yeah, backside defender comes like a bat out of hell, takes Saquon Barkley down from behind. But let's talk about strictly pass protection here. Is the way that... Because clearly, the way that Nate Solder loses, Daniel Jones is able to avoid it. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, that's the worry with bringing Parrott in. That's, and so that's what I was going to ask you. Does the way that Matt Parrott loses, is that going to hurt Daniel Jones versus the way Nate Solder loses? Um, to be determined. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it, it is a to be determined. Because Jones's pocket awareness is, has been much better to start these three games versus the first two seasons. So Yeah, and you know, it. You know, Mike Lennon was the QB when Matt Parrott played with Jones or with the starting group in preseason, you know, so we haven't seen it. So, but I don't, if it's worse, it can't be much worse is basically what I'll say. So, you know, uh, start Matt Parrott. And then final note about the offensive line. Billy Price looked much better against inferior competition than Washington, right? He he looked much better than versus Washington, but I don't view him as like, wow, he really improved from week, week two to week three. Okay. All right, didn't get worse, and we'll we'll take that. All right, Mr. Brownstone, he asked, do the Giants sign Jamie Collins to replace Blake Martinez? We didn't really touch on that on Monday's show. Uh, I don't think we knew that Blake Martinez tore his ACL until Monday morning. Just saying this because Devonta Freeman and Logan Ryan, LOL. Yeah, I guess they worked, Mr. Brownstone. Talking Giants versus the world, the whole damn world. So, Jamie Collins, is that something that we do? I would love to. And here's something. We talked. I think you actually had Jamie Collins in your 2020 free agency plan for the Giants. I did. Yeah, I would use him at edge. You know, like I would put him at outside linebacker. I think he'd be a perfect fit for that. Like, you know, like watching Jamie Collins at Detroit, I was like, why don't they put this guy on the edge a little more? Let him use his his you know his his athleticism. He, he's a freak athlete. He's a freak athlete. Yeah. So it's like we're, we're so weak there, and he could play that position like better than Lorenzo Carter could. You know, and then have him in it, like, and obviously Lorenzo, like, let Lorenzo rotate in. O'Shane's been a zero to start the season. Uh, like, let him play, but I'll, and then obviously get him some inside linebacker reps. Here's the issue, though, is that we would have to spend more, a good amount more money than the Patriots, who will probably sign him. And we are 0 and 3, and there's no reason for him to come here on a, on a nothing deal. We also have, like, w- around $1 million in cap space. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to get him for like a like they're that's okay. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to give him a a decent contract, so it would be on the minimum or close to the minimum. And I don't think he's going to want to pick us over other teams for the minimum. No, no. Like the Dolphins and Patriots will be just as good of fits for him, you know. And I think he can view himself like I go back every time I go to the Patriots, I get a big contract because I fit in perfectly there. So I would love it. I just don't see it happening. Can we talk Blake, man, that sucks. Like you said, we didn't talk about it. It didn't hit me. Like I, I don't know. Like for some reason it, it didn't get really talked about that night, and we were so down the dumps, and there were so many bad things to talk about that it did not hit me that Blake Martinez until Monday night kind of hit me. Like, damn, like that. That sucks. You always feel bad for him. I mean, he's I view him as the leader of the defense. You know, yeah. I know people look at Logan Ryan or even even Pep. Um, I viewed Blake as that leader. You know, he he lines everything up. So they're going to miss him, man. They really will. But I will say the Giants have good inside linebacker depth for the first time in a long time. Tay Crowder looked really good in that role. Like, Tay Crowder played a good game on Sunday. Ragland kind of fits in that role. And they are even giving, you know, Carter Coffin will get a chunk of reps. You know, and he, he they've used him a little bit as a pass rusher. He didn't have any, like, wow plays that he had in preseason. But there were times where it's like, okay, this is, this is why you put him in the A gap. So... Those three guys, and then uh, Justin Hilliard, who they'll sign, probably be the fourth inside linebacker. So, like, they have good depth at inside linebacker. If there was any defender who was like, we have the depth, it probably would be like Blake, like Bradbury or Dory going down would be huge. Ryan Pep, I think, would be huge. Pep, maybe not as much. We'll, we're going to talk about him in a question yeah. later. So, yeah, it, but it sucks. I hope I can't wait to see him come back because I know he's going to. There's one guy who's all about ball. He's going to work his ass off and come back. And- Dude went through some back injuries last year and 
just never came off the field. I mean, he would come off the field for a snap or two, and then he'd be back in. And, you know, so it, the reason why I feel like we didn't even talk about it, you know, we didn't even reference it. Because at least, you know, my from what I saw, yeah, he went down, got up. You know, the, he it's it's never good when you have the trainers that are help that are basically carrying you to the sideline. But still, there was it wasn't a cart situation. So I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Even if we lose Blake Martinez for a few weeks, he'll be back. He'll be back. He's the rock. Yeah, that's He's the way the dude. I was too. That's you know, what I thought too. You just took a few, you, you took him. You took him for granted. I mean, I, I took him for granted. I think we all did take him for granted. So um, he'll be back rooting for him. You know, ACLs suck. Um, so hopefully he's back to start the season and hopefully there's not this whole Ryan Conley situation of, you know, oh, he's not fully healthy and he's not fully back. And, yeah, maybe we'll cut him. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we will. So it sucks, but you know, I trust trust Patrick Graham that this'll that this'll survive. All right. Next question also comes from Mr. Brownstone. Are Jason Garrett and Dave Gettleman Cordy and Trevor? No, Jason know. Garrett is is Mr. Leahy because Every once in a while, you'll think he's back on your side, and then it's like, nope. Why would you ever trust him? And I'm like, you know, I'm usually like Ricky, but I'm like Julian in this. It's like, don't let him trick you. It's like he's always got something up his sleeve to screw you, and that's what Jason Garrett is. All right, next question. I I agree with everything you just said. Um, smoking Woody, can we burn down MetLife? Also, please start smoking cigarettes or pay the consequences. I have recently started smoking many cigars that are the size of cigarettes, yeah, you but they smoke, also... I think that got us demonetized, by the way, on Sunday. Really? Yeah, I was looking at it, and it was like... It, it said, like, limited. So it's basically like these people are smoking on camera because they look like you're smoking a blunt. I was... Um, so was stop smoking cigarellos. That's disgusting. Um, two, it's a shame that Smoking Woody, who's a great listener, had to ask this question. I, I feel like some of our list, other listeners should have should have asked this question, but it, it is what it is. I'm kind of serious. Like, I kind of want the stadium to be burnt down. Like I was on an Instagram live with the LPG earlier. I was like, "Come on, dude, help me turn, like burn down the stadium. Like, let's burn down MetLife. He must or at least loot or something. Like, next time you're there, it's the 10 year anniversary of the Super Bowl 46 team versus the Rams. So we're gonna get killed. Like, I I don't know. Like, like just you know, have the the mob mentality. It's like they can't stop all of us and just destroy the entire stadium. What I would love, you don't understand. And spray paint, cause... fire Jason Garrett all over the building. You don't understand. This I want to get arrested for inciting a riot. You don't understand this because you don't go to Giants games. But what I would love is if we just absolutely just throw away the barricades that are in front of the second escalator that they have blocked off on the escalators that co- that go down from section three hundred to two hundred, then two hundred to one hundred. So there's two escalators, up and down, up and down. You know that's how it goes. They're both going down after the game, but then the security blocks off one of them after the game. And I can't tell you the thing that pisses me most off in the world after you're walking out of a game that you lost and you got your your teeth kicked in to have that ineptitude of crowd control happening. Yeah, burn down the stadium, burn down the stadium. I would like to make shirts for that, but I guarantee you, John Boy yeah. Media wouldn't let us. No, wouldn't. We well, don't wouldn't want to ruin well. connections. Just like screw connections. Let's burn down the stadium. Like, I, like let's burn it down. I'm not kidding when I say I want to see the stadium burnt down. So, remember, there's a picture I have that has to do with something burning down. Justin, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh our, yes, I know exactly what our you're Patreon. Twi- I thought about saying like, and it's saying like, posting that and being like, make sure to put some stickers on the rubble when we burn this down. Burn yes. the stadium down. Can I post that now? Um, no. No. All right. Um, I wouldn't. Um, so you may you may not be able to burn the stadium down, but you can play some match five trivia. Ooh. A simple game of matching answers to trivial questions. It comes with 320 game cards with many different topics, so it's fun for anyone and everyone. Like the smartest people in the world, the dumbest people in the world like this stuff. Some of the cards have sports oriented questions, like name the best five pitches of all time. It's basically you, f- you form teams, but it kind of reminds me of like the Steve, a show that Steve Harvey's on a little bit. This game creates fun discussion and friendly disagreements. It only takes three to play, and then there is no limit. Save 15% off your order now when you use the co- coupon code JOMBOY. Get your copy of Match 5 Trivia Game by going to match the number five trivia.com and save 15% by entering code JOMBOY. So, yeah, I mean, it's. 
it's legit. Like it's it's a fun game, and I'm not really like into like oh let's play a game, you know. Like I, when I go and hang out with people, but like I brought it, they sent it to us, and I brought it over, and then I found us like we just got stuck playing it for a while. So play some freaking match five trivia, and then use matches to burn down MetLife Stadium. Boom. Next question. Next question. Got a series of three questions, and oh boy, we're in week four, and we're talking about trading away our best players. What is the trade value of Evan Ingram? Maybe not our best player. This is coming from Benjamin at B. Scola. What is the trade value of Evan Ingram? Do we ask for picks, O-line depth, or linebacker depth in the wake of Blake injury? Um, enter name here and enter name here, 33. Of the following players, who's on your trade and trade not list? James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers, Dexter Lawrence, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, and then Tucker Cherry at Tucker underscore Cherry underscore asks, mailback questions, what is Saquon's trade value? Don't really want us trading up, but don't really want us trading him. But at this point, is it better to trade him instead of pay him? And then we already talked about Jamie Collins, so let's go through enter name here in his list of those players. So let's yeah. start off with James Bradbury. No. Um, trade or trade not? You say trade not. I also say do not trade. James Bradbury is part of the future. I love James Bradbury. Do not trade James Bradbury. I agree. Um, Logan Ryan. No. He's a big part of this team. He plays. He's been playing well. You yeah. know, I know he had some plays that he could have made, but like he plays that free safety role really well, and he's gotten better at it. And that's something we talked about coming to the season. Like can Logan Ryan be get better. I know he's getting older, but he's at a new like he looks better at that free safety yep. role, and they're asking more of him from it too. So yep. no, um, Devin McCourty is still playing in the National Football League, and literally when I was in the seventh grade, I'm two year, I'm two three year, two years out of college now, and when I was in the seventh grade, Devin McCourty was a rookie in the NFL, and he is still playing and. He's doing somewhat well. So Logan Ryan could be here for a little while longer. And he is having a good year. He's just got to come down with those stupid interceptions. Jabril Peppers, I say yes. Me too, man. And I love Jabril. I love Jabril. And I think Jabril hate is super corny. I think it has more to do with people like missing Odell than anything. Like we went through it in, in the, you know, on his PPP was had the most pass breakups of any strong safety last year. Um, you know, was top five in tackles for a loss for safeties. Uh, you know, you can use him in all types of different ways. And here's the issue is that, like, people don't watch safety play around the league. You put a safety on man coverage versus tight ends, and especially athletic ones like Noah Fant and Kyle Pitts, and they're going to get beat on plays. Like, it just happens. Like, it's an offensive league, and putting any safety, uh, unless they are, like, uh, you know, a convert from corner, like, it's, it's a losing battle. It, it's usually going to be a losing battle. And Peppers is good, but they are using him less. They're using McKinney more, so they're not gonna they're not gonna extend him. Well, no, I don't think Dave Gelman has plans too, and I don't think a new GM would because they spent money on Logan Ryan. They spent you know they drafted Xavier McKinney. So yeah, if they're not gonna if you know if if you don't uh, use it, lose it. So yeah, and I love Peppers. He's my favorite player on that defense. But yeah, it would it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to let him walk, and um and I don't think we'll get any. Like comp, I don't think we'll we'll get like a third round comp pick, like we got a third round comp from Landon Collins. No, I no. Every, the NFL learned to, Landon Collins was the last safety where it's like okay, don't overpay for a safety that you don't necessarily know what you're getting. He was like the last example of that. Um, and also, I just want to say Jabril Peppers is a lot better than Landon Collins. I just want. Oh, I, he is. I know Peppers slander has been getting around, and I just want to know my position is I still love Pep. It's passing league and. Great, Landon Collins can come up and play the run, but if you're allowing a 30-yard pass play, and that's bad. So you were talking about a safety who's like a converted corner, and you want to know who that safety that's a converted corner on the Giants? Julian Love. Um, so I, Logan Julian Love can get 60, 65% of the snaps, and I can be fine with that. And that's basically what Jabril Peppers is getting right now. All right, next guy that enter name here said, Dexter Lawrence. You're not no. training Dexter Lawrence. Nope. Um, rough start. Just got his, I believe, either his first QB hit or his first QB pressure this past week. But you got to trust that the dude's going to get it together. Um, Sterling Shepard, I'm going to let you go first on this. No. If, I agree if we you. If we believe Kadarius Tony was going to come in and fill it, yeah. Or you would think about it. But no, like Sterling Shepard, if we if he misses games, we're going to seriously miss that dude. Like I said, he's he's hiding blemishes of this offense. This yep. offense, who's already not good, is going to miss Sterling Shepard sorely. So, no, I, I'm not. If you would ask me in 
the offseason? I probably I might have said yeah. Now I am absolutely not. Yeah. Do not trade Sterling Shepard. Wow, remember remember when we had a discussion over the offseason about who was the more important player? Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton? It was who should we invest more in going forward and whatever. Whatever. Um yeah, I agree with you. I'm wrong also- one time in three years. It's the only time I've been wrong. Leave me alone. Yeah. I was excited about the Giants offense. Speaking of you things that me and you like vehemently disagree on, did you see Golden Tate on Good Morning Football? He sounded like an idiot. Yeah, he, he was like he stuttering. He 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 rode the fence on everything. Dude, you better hope someone signs you because you're not going to be good at media, Golden yeah. Tate. That was horrible. That was I was like, dude, like say something, like spit it out. Like I, he looks, he was he looked unbelievably nervous. Maybe he now here I'll give Golden Tate a little credit. Having that camera on you being in person is a little awkward. I might know from experience from when I went to the Bronx and I hated every living second of it and it changed my demeanor. That was pretty but, good. Um, you know, it, not a good start. Golden Tate was pretty confident when he was sleeping with his teammate's wife. So. All right, don't, don't, yeah, leave Golden Tate alone. All right, what, what, who's next on the list? Saquon Barkley. Yes and no. It's like, what do you get from him? Like, right now, his his stock is at an all-time low, you know? So, I, I'll say, yeah. If you can get, if you can get, if you can get something that's decent out of him, and a team would, like, acting like he wouldn't get, you wouldn't get, like, a decent haul from him, I think is crazy. Um, yeah, I would. I would. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, I'm, I, my stock is going lower and lower and lower on Saquon. And not just because of his position, but by the way he plays. Yeah. That toss play on Sunday should have maybe won the game. And he just stopped. You know, I go check out the film review. I talked about it. I adamantly would trade him. Um, but it's not going to happen. Evan Ingram, final guy. Yes, I would trade him for anything I want. I, when they signed Kyle Rudolph, I was like, why are they not? I, I've been, it's it's time to move on. It, he can go if he can if he goes somewhere else and plays well. I will. I promise you, I will not do the like. Oh my gosh, we couldn't use him. Like, good for you. I, 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 it's time to move on. You do too many things bad, and the things you do good aren't good enough. I have a feeling Evan Ingram is one of these players that we're gonna trade him, and another fan base will be excited for him because like. Remember you forget got, about the drops. It's like when we signed John Ross, and it's like, look at all the speed and stuff, but it's like, also, he drops the ball a ton. Well, no, I was even going to say, like, I think bang, uh, two Bengals, two former Bengals guys. When we signed John Ross, I think a lot of Bengals fans were like, oh, thank God he's not on the team, but we were excited. And when we traded for Billy Price, we're like, oh, yeah, we got this former first-round pick, and he's athletic, he has high upside, and then Bengals fans were like, oh, thank God you traded for him. So I have a feeling that... Evan Ingram's trade value isn't as low as Giants fans think because Evan Ingram may not have this reputation across the National Football League that Giants fans give him. They don't. Watching a game on TV, on All-22, watching film the way front offices do and being a fan and being invested is totally different. It's like those drops, they don't feel as big when you're watching. Like, And that's why sometimes like when we're watching college teams like uh, or draft prospects, sometimes I'm like, let me watch a game of him. Um, from the TV copy because it's like you don't get the feel for, like on the O-Learn report I put a play in there and I was like this is a really good run screenplay and then I remembered I was like oh crap that was a illegal man downfield by Will Hernandez so I just put in a screenplay that was a penalty and was like good job and it was like well actually it was a really bad job it was a penalty Is does Kyle Rudolph exist is he on this football team he has been blocking well but 10 million dollar blocking tight end. No, Kadis Smith should be the starting tight end and we shouldn't have not signed Kyle Rudolph in free agency. Especially when you kept Ingram. Like that may be the I know people are complaining about a lot of different things like Leonard Williams and stuff. That is the one I will look back at and be like that was that was a uh, bad management with yeah, signing I, Kyle I think Rudolph. That 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 might be the nail in the coffin for Gettleman. Um All right, next question is t- from Tim Coffey. Do you think it's likely that if Gettleman goes that they give the reins to Judge and Abrams. I also want to go back to a question we didn't touch on before. So if Gettleman goes through, they give the reins to Judge Abrams. And do we think it's possible that Judge stays even if Gettleman and like Garrett goes? I think that might be a, a next question. But yeah, let's talk about... We'll look at the next question because I think that might have... But here's the thing with Abrams. If this oh. team went 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, I can see them doing that. 
But there's no way they're going to stay in house for Kevin Aver- Kevin Ravers with the way this season looks like it's going to go. There's just there's no way they could sell that to the fan base. Like I know we hate John Mayer, but there's he knows that he could not sell that to the fan base. Um, and the issue with John Mayer is he makes a ton of mistakes. But I also do think he's kind of he's I think he slowly learns from his mistakes, and I think he'll realize this time to not go in house and do the Ernie Acorsi and hire Dave Gallman, who was part of like. I do think whatever happens next will be someone um, outside the box. May not work, but it, I think it will be outside the box. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. My, I don't even know what my expectation is. I don't even know. I don't even know because John Mara hasn't earned the right for me to say, "Yeah, he is going to go outside." He hasn't earned. He hasn't earned that right for me yet. Because it was so clear. It was so clear after Jerry Reese. That that's what we needed to do. It was very clear. It was very clear that after years of losing after Reese, besides one year, and then why firing Reese was so bad is because we spent all that money, and it's so funny how 2017 is very familiar to this year. We'll see how it finishes. But it was so bad that we gave Reese that second chance after Coughlin to, you know, excuse my French, fuck us cap-wise for years to come. John Mayer hasn't earned that right because right now the same exact thing has happened. He he allowed it to happen twice. He allowed what happened with Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo. He allowed it to happen twice. I just don't think he will ever try. I don't think he'll ever try to sell us on Kevin Abrams. Third time's a charm. Been, yeah, I just I just don't. I don't believe it. If 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 that happens, I'll be, I will be shocked. Is basically yeah. where I'm at. Next question. All right, next question. Got two together. So Gazman, Gazman, superstar, superstar. If Daniel Jones keeps being good, do the Giants stick with Jason Garrett? Seems the perfect excuse for Mara to keep his redheaded stepchild. And do you have a name in mind for the next GM? Either of you would who would like or who do you think it would be? Hashtag talking Giants versus the world. And then Ryan Cuneo. Is there is a scenario where the Giants are bad enough to get Gettleman fired, yet Daniel Jones is good enough to stay on as the starter for next year? Even possible. How realistic is it? Jones is playing well. I was ready to be willing to move off of Jones, you know, and everyone knows I've, I've been a Jones supporter. Like I was, I was ready for like if if they repeated last season and a look at I was ready to move on. But it was like, but I was like, I believe in this guy, and I think year three you're going to see some with new weapons. You see some different things now. I think it's he's just gotten better, even though the weapons haven't been used properly. So yes, and paired with this QB class doesn't look great. But at the, here's what I'll say is I'll, I just want the new GM to do what he wants. I don't want there to be any precursor, and that's my big worry with John Mara. Um, not bringing in Kevin Abrams. It's bringing in someone who says like, oh yeah, I definitely want to bring Joe Judge back and I definitely want Daniel Jones as my QB. I just want the best man for the job. I still like Joe Judge, but like he's, I'm not like being like, we got to keep Joe Judge going forward. And if they want to like, hell, even if the, if if it's a weak uh, you know, QB class and there's not a QB they believe in, there could be some type of, you know, free agency rumblings with guy, you know, Aaron Rodgers or whatever, you know, there, that could be something they would could explore. <laughs> Um, but as of now, like, I definitely think it's possible. And honestly, I think it's likely. Likely that Jones stays. And yeah. Like, like goes. new GM, Daniel Jones is yeah. still the QB next year. Even if the guy, new guy doesn't believe him in a ton, you can kind of follow the Tampa Bay model as like build your team. And then when it's ready for a QB, like, I mean, like the Jets just put Zach Wilson in. like Zach Wilson looks horrible because he's in a horrible situation. Now he may yeah. suck in general, but it's like. He's in a horrible situation right now. It's like he, so I don't want to do that to um a new QB. So it's like you can even just be like even if you don't believe in Jones, which I do, like it's bringing him back for year 4 is not the end of the world. Now you don't want to give him the fifth year extension if you don't believe in him. Um but bringing him back for year 4, yeah, I I think that's likely. Yeah, Daniel Jones well. Daniel Jones has put the Giants in I think actually a good situation where you have the draft picks of this upcoming year, so you can do whatever you want there, but then you don't have to force a quarterback, where a lot of teams like to force a quarterback. And if there is one thing that is true that I will say about the 2018 draft and the 2019 draft and the way that it played out, you know, the Giants got their guy, you know, who who they wanted, you know. Well, technically, I guess they really wanted Herbert, and, you know, <laughs> that didn't happen, but... um. You know, they got their guy. They got their guy that they wanted, and it wasn't the favorite pick. It wasn't the popular pick, and it also wasn't a forced pick. You know, they didn't have to pick him. 
Um, but they did because they wanted to. And that's the situation that I want when you're picking a, a possible franchise quarterback or if you want to pick a quarterback. I want you to not force yourself to pick him because you have to. I wanted to pick him because you, you want to because that guy's really valuable. And that's where I disagree with some people about 2018. Um, because it's like, okay, yeah, do I agree with like, we shouldn't have taken Saquon? Absolutely. But I also don't agree with like the, well, you could have just like taking a QB would have been better. It's like, no, like you believe, I don't believe in taking a QB because you need a QB. I believe yeah. in, especially when you're in the top of the draft, because you can get game changing, you know, players. I mean, think about if they added Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson, like a, a tackle and an edge. It's like, okay, like, you know. Don't don't force QB picks is basically what I'm saying, and yeah. I think Dan and Daniel Jones has played good, so there's no reason, you know, right now to be like, like if if it was the, a carbon copy of last year's three games, then I'd be I would be talking about QBs yeah. from the draft a little more, but uh, as of now, no. Yeah, Giants don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, so um, you're, you don't have to force you don't have to force a, a quarterback. They have Daniel Jones, who's looked decent enough. So all right, so next question from Tauzino. Red Yeti 9. How are you both? Really? How are you? I fear that covering this team full-time would have me pretty close to the edge of the of the bridge with Gordy, which I hope Gordy's okay. I miss I Gordy. checked our voicemails today because we're not doing voicemails because Eric said he um, left one and Gordy hadn't left any. So, Gordy, um, you know, reach out. Um, Man, it does suck covering a team that sucks. Like we are making plan. Like we're gonna keep this podcast interesting, and you know we always we we keep it fun, and, and we'll 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 do our best to keep you in more than any other podcast will. Like it, our dedication will not stop. Um, but it's like, man, like I want them to win so freaking bad. It's like this sucks. Like I hate yeah. talking about uh, losing. Did, wasn't there a question about tanking, which kind of plays into it a little bit? Yeah, I I don't think I skipped it. Um, no, it's just not on here. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. It's yeah, too, can, that can be a, that can be next week. The the thing that's gonna suck about these mailbags is that we're getting we're getting questions week four that we should be getting week twelve. Um, so it's just gonna be the same questions every week. Of do you trade Saquon? When's Ingram gonna be traded? When's Garrett gonna be fired? Um, when's Gettleman gonna be fired? What do you want to do for the draft? Which we'll we'll, we'll you know I I'm doing okay. Right, here, I'll answer Talzino's question first. I'm doing okay. Um, it, I'm, These I'm, losses I'm, break me every time. I'm motivated by the grind to to work hard and to get better. Really, really the Giants aren't motivating me. You know, if they won, I'd be motivated to get the video done, to get this done. But I'm motivated right now, like really on a real note, motivated right now that the company, John Boy Media, is investing in us. They're investing in their football coverage, and I'm grinding to get that done. I'm not doing it because the Giants are good. So that's that's where I'm at right now. I just I just wanna I wanna work. Like it's the month of September. I wanna September's burn down not even, MetLife Stadium. September's not even over. And we're talking about the Giants season being over, but the work is like just getting started, which sucks. All right, so the, so the next question. Um Jack It's gonna be a fun all season with two draft picks. I was talking about that with my my father was asking me today. You know, we were just talking about some. He was asking about like the business side of things and you know growth and you know exponential growth and stuff like that. It's like yeah, you know, the Giants not winning means that we're gonna grow, but we're not gonna grow as exponentially. But I did say, well, you have to look at it this way too, with the new GM, possibly a new coach, and then two first round draft picks. You look at it as the off season is gonna be insane. Versus yeah. last like this off last season. off season was very boring. It it was it was very hyper centered in the month of March and April, you know the one yeah. the one week in March and then the two three weeks in in April. But it's like those weeks are, are always the same, you know. So, anyways, yeah. Anyways, next question. Jack, we're, we're fine. Jack Salazoni at Jack Salazoni. Personally, for both of you at this point, with the 0-3 record, what would you prefer? Oh, this is the tanking question. That we lose for the rest of the season and try to draft Evan Neal or Kayvon Thibodeau, or would you rather the Giants try and stay competitive and win games? I I think win I'm at a games. point. I want players to play good and win games. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm at a point now where you know I'm no longer like in that 2019. I'm a college student where I'm emotional. Like I'm still emotional, but, you know, oh, F this, F that, F this player, F that. You know, I want the Giants to go out there and win football games. Like, yeah. you know. I want to see the players on this team play good, which leads to wins, and they they can't play good and lose. So now that's as yeah. of right now. I mean, if we're talking about week twelve, week thirteen, week fourteen, 
you know, I my rooting interests have no control on the Giants, but right now we're in week four and we're 0-3. And we just invested so much in this football team. I want them to go out there and win football games. So win. talk talk to me in week thirteen, week fourteen, win. when when the draft odds are a little bit more clear. Um, but I'll tell you what, Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau sound pretty darn good to me. God, that'd um, be fun. How this they is... play each other in the playoff? That would be awesome. Alabama versus Oregon in the playoff. Get Kayvon yeah. Thibodeau versus Evan Neal. All right, next question. That's a that's a film breakdown. Eric Pearlberg, would you trade Evan Ingram for Ben Simmons? No. Yes, Ben Simmons. By the way, like you, you're you're still a loser. We haven't forgot. All right, next question. Lemon at J Lemon sixty six. This is the last question. What Jameis Winston are we gonna see this week? We will answer that question on Friday for our Saints preview. And honestly, that's my hope that we can win the game is because Jameis is still Jameis. Um, so we appreciate you guys. We will see you on Friday. We'll have Danny back on. We'll have an interview. One of the Saints players, I think his name was, or old Saints players, Tansy Cooper, I think his name is. Um, so we'll we'll uh, we'll have that all out for you on Friday. Watch all of our other content, O-line report, stat report, film review. Blah, 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 blah. See you guys on the next one. Until then, let's go Big Blue. <laughs>